shared values. And I'm glad that Democrats increasingly slowly are starting to speak up. Let's see if the rest of them do. Mehdi Hassan, we thank you so much for being with us. Journalist and author, host of shows on MSNBC and Peacock. His new book is Win Every Argument, The Art of Debating, Persuading, and Public Speaking. That does it for our show. I'm Amy Goodman in New York with Juan Gonzalez in Chicago. Thanks so much for joining us. When I first came to Brookhaven Town, way, hey, there was no good music to be heard around. Way, hey, then one day I turned on the dial. Way, hey, there I found music to make me smile. Way, hey, I waited for a legal ID. Way, hey, the DJ said WUSB. They start each day with the rising sun. Don't ever finish till after day is done. So if you want good music to hear, there's a station in Stony Brook you ought to hear. So if you like the sounds, do take a look. Hey, it's uh, WUSB in Stony Brook operating at uh, frequencies 90.1 FM and 107.3 FM. If you're hearing us on a different frequency, that's a pirate station, which you can listen to if it's a better signal. Uh, also, we're on WUSB.FM on the internet. You can hear us everywhere in the world. And some pirate stations might broadcast us in other parts of the world. Who knows? It's um, 6 o'clock on a Tuesday night. Time for Off the Wall. so much to talk about this week. Uh, I feel like we should start a little bit early. What do you think, Kyle? I'm willing. All right. Well, this is Off the Wall. Emmanuel Goldstein here. Kyle over there. Yes. Um, it's um, Chinese New Year. What, 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 what is the year? This is the year of the what? Rabbit. Yeah. It's the year of the rabbit. Hassan Fafer, yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. I like that. Um, not sure how to apply it. 
Um, we have something similar in this country. It's, it's not quite the same thing, but we have something similar where every year is devoted to some creature. Do you know what this year is? No. This is the year of the dumbass. Yeah, and in America, we're very proud of our dumbasses because they tend to be everywhere and they tend to be running things more than ever. And um, it's, it's a movement. It's something. It's a trend. It's getting more and more powerful with each passing day. We drove into Manhattan the other day on the expressway. I have to say, um, was there a dumbass convention going on? Because I've never seen so many people. They were all trying to find it. They were all driving like idiots. And they're dumbasses, but they're also idiots. And uh, I mean, putting themselves at risk. You know that, that HOV lane they have? There's a big, massive you know, series of white lines. It couldn't be any clearer. Don't cross there, cross where it's dotted or where there's no line. That's the entrance or the exit. No, no, they just cross everywhere they want. I must have seen that happen six or seven times in the space of, of five minutes. You know, you were driving. You were driving like a gentleman, as you always do. Oh, thank you. But not like, you know, a great-grandfather either. You know, you were, you were going, you know, the speed limit here on Long Island is 55, and you were going 70 like everybody else. Five, yeah. Well, no, I mean, not like everybody else, because other people were going 85 and getting angry at you for not going that fast. The speed limit's 55, for God's sake. I had a baseline cruise set. Uh-huh. And, uh... Oh, you do cruise control. I don't do Oh, that. I love it. I play I, with it. I, I'm, you know... I got my own style. My with it. foot is my cruise control. No, I get it. I, well, I, mainly also it antagonizes other people. People hate other people on cruise control, really? but it's great. Well, apart from me being the passenger and, and being resentful of that, why would I, how would they even know you're using cruise control? I think people can tell. I mean, your uh, speed doesn't vary as much. And anyway, you're so steady. Yeah, but you know, I, I wasn't going any faster than the really fast, crazy drivers out there. No. And I noticed that the pace indeed was quite fast. Very fast. This wasn't even rush hour. More than I'd ever been used to. But it, it really was disturbing. Uh, you know, in all seriousness, it's a hazard. It is really unsafe out there. I've I've lived here all my life. I've never seen such poor driving as as I have seen. That's the recently. issue. Yeah, that's the issue. I mean, the road is in good shape, and people. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. The Long Island Expressway. Parts I, of it, I yeah. Say, well, parts they've, of it, yeah. Well, they've improved, and so I'm just saying that it, it the, is the parts where there are pavement. It, yes. Right, right, right. But a lot of it was in a really much worse state, especially a lot of the on-ramps, entrances, overpasses, and a lot of that still needs a lot of work everywhere in the mm -hmm. country. Yeah. But um, people are taking advantage of improvements that allow you to uh, maintain that. And there's a lot of people that are busy out there doing things during the day, but your point is it. Poor driving skills crossing four lanes with oh my no turn signal maybe like a broken like it's just out <laughs> we I have mean, we have a camera in our phone that records everything we should do a medley i want to make a film because what we saw the other day was just it was it was epic it was unbelievable i mean you think this person's a dumbass no hold my beer and they are holding a beer <laughs> no <laughs> they, they, i didn't see drinking well i mean it, it couldn't hurt believe i did me. see veering there was someone veering heavily. No, uh, they, they could not get to be any worse drivers than they are right now. I don't know how alcohol could hurt anymore. It's, I really it's don't. It's a lot of carelessness. It's, uh, there, there needs to be something done because people are dying on the roads. There is no question about that. Pedestrians, bicyclists, other drivers, because of 
this idiocy and aggressiveness too. My God, the number of angry people on the road. And I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but it's not all, all males anymore. In fact, I, I've seen so many angry women on the road. I don't know what that's all about, but they're screaming and, and, and cursing and giving you obscene gestures and, 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 and practically hitting you because you're not going twice the speed limit. Women at the wheel can be beyond assertive. Okay, I'm not going to touch that, but this is something that happens not only on the expressway, but all over the place. Oh, people, you know, are just angry. I, I, you have to ask yourself, why are you so angry? What are you angry about? It's not me. I'm not the problem. Yeah, you know, I can't have this conversation with them, obviously. But, you know, I, I, I picture this dialogue. What is it that you're really upset about? Is it your place in the world? Is it your lack of intelligence? What? You know, let's, let's talk through this. But not on the road. On the road, it's really, really dangerous. And, and folks, if you're out there in any capacity, there is more you can do to be safe. You know, if you're, if you're walking, walk away from the cars. Wear light clothing. Walk against the traffic, not with it. Keep your eye out for idiots because they're out there. Bicyclists, wear as many reflectors as you possibly can and wear a damn helmet. I don't care if other people make fun of you. It's, it's just... <laughs> if you want to stay on this planet, that's the way to do it. And drivers, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say except chill. You know, it's not all about getting there first. Everybody needs to calm down. And and don't be afraid to take a uh, you know a brush up course or just learn some more, practice your your skills, or you know build on the ones you don't have. It's um, I don't know what changed, but things really have changed. Uh, over the past few decades, I think, where people just um, don't seem to really, um, I don't know if they're not being taught how to drive or if they're just dismissing certain things. You know, one thing I can point to specifically, headlights. What has happened with headlights? It, it's turned into some kind of a war on the highway where you've got, you've got, you know. Uh, Lasers. You, there are laser headlights out there. You've got a supernova coming your way. <laughs> and I don't mean the car. Uh, no, they never had a supernova, but that would have been cool. The Chevy supernova. Everything. <laughs> what? Well, that was a missed opportunity. Wow. Um, did they have that? No. Now I wonder. No, they, there might be. A, maybe not that. I got it right. That though. It was Chevy, right? Chevy made the Nova. I, but yeah, that's yeah. that's correct. But there may there may be a supernova. In or Spanish, that means no go, by the supercharged way. Supercharged their yeah, Nova. Yeah, didn't, it didn't, didn't quite, work it out. It didn't work out there. Overseas um, markets. But yeah, the, it, the, the headlights are insane because you, you, you're blinded. And the other person is like, well, you know, you're the enemy. You must be blinded. Yeah, there's there's these super bright and high intensity discharge. It's you, you, it's you deal with people on the road like they're enemies. I do the same thing. I'm guilty of this where, you know, I'm like, oh, that, that, you know, I basically personify the car in front of me as a particular type of idiot. Uh, and I, I express dismay and dislike towards them. But, you know, I find that if you, um, practice this exercise where you just think of the person in front of you as, I don't know, a relative of yours, your, your sister, your mother, somebody you, you, you like, <laughs> somebody you care about, and say, you know, this person might be driving in not the way that you wish, uh, but you still want to protect them. You still want to make sure nothing bad happens. And that's how we should be feeling about everybody on the road, period. And, you know, try doing something nice for somebody, even if they're being a dimwit, or, or even if they don't have right of way, give them right of way. Get that friendly wave and, uh, you know, maybe you'll make someone's day a little bit better. But can't go on like this. This is every, every day, it seems, I read in the paper about somebody, you know, dying in a, a wreck or 
uh, being hit while on the side of the road or all kinds of things that didn't have to happen. It's a real tragedy. I agree with you that uh, an in instruction or refreshing and, and just a general shift in attitude for um, everyday driving is, is important because people get bad habits. And um, there's also, I think this is proving a lot of the conversations and points about transportation and, and ways um, you can have mixed uses and in, incorporate things like bicycles and and um, uh, s safer pathways and, and Which lighting and so forth. I don't recommend bicycles on, on, on roads in Long Island at all. They're yeah, not safe. You know, bike sad. paths are great. We need more of those. Uh, it's actually safer in the city in some places with bike paths than it is out on the island. It should not be that way. We really need to uh, invest in, in, in building that up as well. Um, it's, uh, but for some people, it's the only way to get around and I know, not everybody is well equipped to be going crazy fast just to keep up with traffic, um, for driving a massively powerful vehicle and, and, yeah, you know, whatever's going idea. on in their life, you know, in the background. Here's an idea I had, okay. That I would like some county legislature somewhere to, um, to think about this. I know, you know, it's inconvenient. I know it'll cost time, but those aren't always the most important things. If it gets you to think a little bit, if it gets you to be more careful, then it's worth it. Every time somebody dies in some kind of um, um, uh, accident that uh, was completely avoidable, particularly with pedestrians or, or bicyclists, at that particular point on the highway, the speed limit drops to 15 for, I don't know, 500 feet. So everybody who goes through that has to pause and go extra slow. And you keep that there for, I don't know, five years, a particular period of time. It forces everybody who goes through that particular part of the highway to reflect a little bit on the life that was lost there. And yeah, it's inconvenient. It's a pain in the ass. But if it gets you to think it's, it's well worth it. I don't know. I just, that's an idea I, I, I came up with because, you know, as I go down, I'm, I'm thinking of the Wisconsin Highway in particular, Route 347 out in Suffolk County. I know almost every intersection somebody died in some kind of avoidable ac accident over the years. And it should not have to be. Not one of those should have happened. We, we had one happen last week. It's terrible. And um, I'd like to hear what other people think about this, what they, uh, maybe there are solutions in your particular part of the world that um, are, have been implemented. Uh, I know, you know, we put speed bumps on residential roads. Sometimes those work, sometimes they don't. Uh, traffic lights, they're really not the answer. And um, stop signs, maybe, maybe, but it does. Um, you can do a lot of engineering just socially, you know, with, yeah. with people's attitudes and, um, acumen behind the wheel and, and just refreshing. We need so ways forth. to make people drive safer. That's, that's the thing. And, um, I've, I've yet to really see effective efforts to do that. It's such a chaotic mode for society. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but please write us. OTW anyway, at 2600. OTW at 2600.com. Thank you, uh, for that. Uh, but you know, the, the subject of dumbasses is not just, um, limited to the highways of Long Island by no means is, a lot of uh, dumbasses out there. Where shall we start? Uh, okay, you got you ran Ron DeSantis here. <laughs> Keep hearing this name. Keep hearing this guy all the time now. Uh, he uh, gave a speech today, his state of the state address, his state being Florida. 
So you don't really need to know the state of that state. Um, this guy has decided to make enemies of anything even faintly progressive, and that includes history, <laughs> that includes justice, it includes all kinds of, um, of, of things that you would just assume would be seen as, um, as good, you know, making things fairer and more inclusive. No, he calls all that wokeism, and it's the enemy. And if you look up the definition of wokeism, you know, it's, it's really um, not something you would think would have become such enemies of these people. But it most certainly is. Most certainly has been. I want to read you a little bit from, um, from this piece off of uh, a site called politifact.com. Basically, woke began in black vernacular as a warning to be wary of racism. It was adopted by liberal social justice advocates during the Black Lives Matter and Me Too movements in 2020. But conservatives have co-opted the term and used it as an all-purpose condemnation of the left. And because definitions of woke vary, polling on the term becomes dicey. So, um, you know, people who otherwise might support everything that woke stands for will find themselves condemning woke, which is kind of nuts. This talk of, of uh, woke mobs. <laughs> Remember uh, um, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders? She warned about that in, uh, in uh, the State of the Union address rebuttal this year. And um, as we mentioned, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has made anti-wokeness a rallying cry for the election he won last year in Florida. He said, this is where woke goes to die. What, <laughs> what does that statement mean? This is where, so you're saying that wokeness goes to Florida, right? which I kind of doubt, but okay, fine. So all this wokeness goes there. And then they die. Are you killing them? Are they, are they old people going there with wokeness in their hearts and then they're dying? I can't figure out what the statement actually means. Who is, is it? Is it a threat? Are you trying to threaten them or? I think the concept, the, the idea they're trying to reach. If, if wokeness was something that wasn't there in Florida, then it wouldn't be there in the first place to die. So and don't ideas don't necessarily die. That's true. That easily. That's true. Um, he, um, he even signed a woke law, the Stop the Wrongs to Our Kids and Employees, which is Stop Woke Act. If you, if you write it out, you can spell out woke with the initials. It's clever. Um, it basically outlaws classroom teaching in Florida that would cause students, get this, to feel guilt, anguish, or any form of psychological distress because of their race, color, sex, or national origin. Talk about snowflakes, people being triggered by nothing. These are not going to be humans well-equipped for life. What does that mean? Uh, because of your race, color, sex, or national origin, there are no classes out there that are teaching kids to be ashamed of their race, their, their, their sex. Their, I mean, if there are, they, they, they shouldn't be. But that certainly is not something that is part of any kind of a movement. You know, it, what, what they're really talking about, they're talking about facts in history that make white people feel bad because white people did some bad things in the past. I'm talking about slavery. You know, I'm talking about um, uh, what happened to, uh, to Native Americans in this country. I'm talking about a whole bunch of things that have happened throughout the world over history, but it's part of history. And yeah, 
not only that, it's baked into the society they're currently going to be working and living in. Exactly. Exactly. And you have to learn about that. And some things are bad. Some things are wrong. Look at Germany. <laughs> Germany does not avoid teaching their kids what happened in the 1940s. It's something that happened there. It's very bad. It's, it's a blemish on our history, but it is our history. And what uh, DeSantis is trying to do is keep that history from being taught. And it's not effective. It's not something that's going to work. It's just kind of insane. But he keeps winning. He keeps winning elections down there because um, people buy into this crap. You know, we're not better than, um, than people in any other country that have lived through dark periods of history. You know, Italy had Mussolini. Germany had Hitler. There are so many leaders we can point to present day and past that people follow many times blindly, many times out of fear. In this particular case, I think it's out of ignorance and hatred. So anyway, he is emerging as a leading alternative to former President Trump. Uh, you know, Tweedledee and Tweedledumber, there's just, um, it's, it, it's entertaining to watch, you know, if, um, if you're lucky enough to uh, have a front row seat at uh, CPAC this weekend, you got to see some real gems. Including this guy, Michael Nowles, I think that's how you pronounce it? Sure. All right, whatever, whatever. Um, he basically said during his speech on Saturday, <clears throat> and this is a quote, for the good of society, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology at every level. <sighs> now, there has been a lot of back and forth about this, about what he said and about what he didn't say. And there was um, at least one um, a publication, Rolling Stone, uh, published a headline that basically said he was calling for the eradication of transgender people. They were forced to walk that back by legal threats and by their legal department to say transgenderism instead of transgender people. But they were very clear in their, um, their quote-unquote correction that there is, much, there is not much of a difference at all between the two. For instance, if I were to say on these airwaves, I think we should eradicate Judaism. But what do you think that means? <laughs> you know? You can't eradicate an ism without eradicating the people behind the ism. So if you're eradicating transgenderism... Well, what's going to happen to all those transgender people? They're real, you know, they exist. They're out there. They're everywhere. There's a whole lot of them. And you might even be raising them. Yeah, well, you're definitely inspiring them. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. But when you go out and say that, that transgenderism has to be eradicated, you're no different from a Hitler, from a Mussolini, from a Stalin at all. The enemy has changed. For some reason now, you're obsessed with trans people. And a lot of the people on the right wing, a lot of Republicans, for some reason, are obsessed with, with, with transgender people. I don't know what this speaks to exactly. I'm not sure what, uh, 
what kinds of psychological issues they're going through in their lives. They need to get some kind of help. That's for damn sure. But seriously, leave these people alone. Leave the kids alone. You know, that's, that's their mantra that, oh, we want to protect the kids. You want to protect the kids and leave them the hell alone. Let them develop into who they want to be. Period. You know, it's none of your damn business. And it's just so disgusting and, 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 and frightening, but it's the next logical step. You know, we, we've had these conversations over the years where we see people trending in a particular way, but don't worry, you know, you'll be fine. It's just, they're not going to come for you. Well, they're coming for you now. They are. People like this, yeah, they, they can be laughed at, but a lot of people are applauding. A lot of people. Erin uh, Reed is a transgender rights activist and writer who uh, says there is um, no difference between a ban on transgenderism and an attack on transgender people. She says they are one and the same. There's no separation between them. If you uh, try to separate us from all the things that allow people to experience the world that does amount to banning transgender people's existence. You can't go your whole life without using the bathroom, without telling a joke on stage in front of friends, without your medicine. All of that amounts to a ban on transgender people. So, you know, it's time to fight back and fight back hard to really get in these people's faces. You think, you think transgender people were, were too present now? You're about to learn how present they really are, how loud they can be, and how many of them there are. You know, th this kind of thing just, it keeps me up at night. It really does, because it's like we're, we're, we're moving in slow motion into some kind of an abyss, and we don't seem to see it. We're certainly not doing enough to stop it. How about this? On our dumbass tour of tonight... Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, they are the first state to outlaw drag in public places. Uh, I don't know what you consider a public place. I guess anything outside of a home. <sighs> Starting April 1st, there will be no more drag shows in public places or in a spot where children may be present. If they do, they can be charged with a misdemeanor. The second offense is a felony. <laughs> yeah. A felony for appearing in drag. You know, does this include Halloween? You know, you can't dress up for that holiday. And, 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 and again, the obsession with children. What exactly is happening with children and drag? It's, it's, it's a sick obsession these Republicans have. That effect, the echo chamber they're creating, their own creation by turning this into um, a, a, some kind of alarmist, you know, outrage misplaced at uh, these particular groups, how many more students and children are being exposed to the concept and asking questions about it as a result of their harassing these various groups and, and, uh, and ideas mm -hmm. that, are not, that don't have anything to do with their personal lives? just because they, they want to scapegoat and make it political. 
it's such hatred. And you have to ask yourself, what inspired this hatred? You know, it's not like kids are being kidnapped and forced to turn into drag performers or anything like that. In fact, kids, you know, at, 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 um, um, the, the story hours that take place in, in, in libraries where drag queens tell stories to kids, they, they're loved. It's, it's an amazing event and positive and funny. And, you know, the only people who are sexualizing that are these Republicans who are, who are turning it into something it's not. It's, it's, it's dressing up. It's, it's wearing all kinds of, um, of clothing, of uh, styles. I remember being at the public library having stories mm-hmm. read. And um, I remember the person reading the story, but it was more about the library and books. Yeah. Period. I mean, it was an important but, and pivotal thing for me to have that, you know, part of learning like early on. Imagine that what it means to a kid who sees somebody who looks kind of different, maybe bizarre, maybe strange, you know, and, 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 and applying that to themselves as far as feeling out of place, not knowing where they fit in and seeing how, hey, that's okay. And that's something that's positive. You know, and, and think about all the kids living in, in places where laws like this are going into effect, who will be completely prevented from expressing themselves, you know, who will be squashed, who will be basically living a life of torture, like so many people have done in the past in many, many ways. We're just going right back to that. And, you know, it gets worse in Tennessee. They're, they're also requiring drag entertainers to get a permit where nobody else has to. So, you know, you get to register yourself on a list. You're known as a drag performer. You have to get permission. You can only do certain things in certain places. And um, it's just a very, very negative development in Tennessee. And, uh, you know, it's... Again, the model for other places. But, you know, I, I'm thinking we have to figure out ways to fight back against this. Yeah. What if you simply, you know, you define every gathering as a drag show? Seriously. What are they going to do? Well, wait, you're not drag. Oh, yeah, I am drag. I, I, I'm actually a man. You think I'm a female, but, you know, you basically you mess with their heads so much that they don't know what to think. They don't know what to check. How do you prove it? Well, <laughs> There are ways to prove it, but are they really going to go through that with everybody? You have to fight back. I've I've seen a lot of um, m- more writing and and um, interviews with actual performers and people who've um, done these kinds of readings or you know actually been out there and in, and in the community experiencing this level of uh, antagonism and so forth and. At first, my reaction was how sad it is that we have to go through and um, and open this up and and defend or or just just validate the existence of something that is uh, a small part of society. It's not. I mean, it's it's out there, it, it, but it's not. It's not like you know big sporting things and you know every other commercial enterprise in in the world. Uh, and in, in the U.S. and in cities and towns and so forth. So for whatever reason, I was just like, this is so it's terrible. Why do people have to be speaking out to just do like things they do on the weekends or, you know, in, as, as uh, 
a, a vocation of joy and and you know spreading uh, um, fun around in their in their world. It's not affecting anybody. It's not like um, they're evangelizing or you know trying to create some congregation. I mean, it's a uh, it's it's uh, performances that people freely go to and 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 is a part of their 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 individual lives and and somehow it's scrutinized and and held up in in this way uh but then i i had the reaction like what you're insinuating i think and that's yeah you're gonna hear more about this it's you want to hear about this you're gonna hear about this you want to know about perform you're gonna see performances and and you know i i just i find it so ironic that the 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 writing of the stuff in florida was to protect the sensibilities that someone's mind, they can't, they, that they were even, you know, troubled to think about something other than what they've been told and, and raised around. They are now going to write it out of existence in their view. How much from the perspective of the people they're legislating about or trying to, to write, pol- write policy and write out of society, how much in their world doesn't really apply, but they listen to, and it, it is, something they have to absorb, you know, that no one's writing laws for them, uh, uh, protecting their sensibilities from, from, uh, uh, straightness and cis society. No one. And, and, and when they try, they're, they're fought against by these idiots. Anyway, go on with the tour of this. Dumbasses officially for, for tonight's show. <sighs> yeah, yeah the, no, no, it's, it's fun. The dumbass train is going back to Florida now. It's um, vibrant. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Florida lawmakers have introduced legislation. You want to pay attention to this one, Kyle, uh, to pro- prohibit someone describing themselves or others with pronouns besides the ones they were born with. <laughs> they are introducing legislation to prohibit someone from describing themselves or others with pronouns besides the ones they were born. They'll make that a crime. I- I'm sorry, Republicans, you don't get to say that government overreaches ever, ever again, okay? With all the crap we are seeing happening right now, you can never say that again. There has never been such overreach, such incredible violation of privacy, of individualism. No, you have lost that. House Bill 1223 is aimed at requiring, quote, specified policies relating to persons' sex at public K-12 through educational institutions. The bill summary says it prohibits specified actions relating to use of certain titles and pronouns and revises requirements for instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in public schools. And it also expands bans on sexual ed- uh, orientation and gender identity topics in schools, Remember, people were saying, oh, it's only kindergarten to third grade. No, nope. now it's going to be kindergarten through eighth grade. Are you surprised? You don't listen to us enough then, <laughs> because we told you this was coming. Uh, Representative Adam Anderson, a Republican of Palm Harbor, proposed that legislation last week. Uh, as written, uh, the uh, bill makes it a requirement that personal titles and pronouns used in schools for kindergarten through 12th grade match the identity assigned at birth. Specifically, the bill says that a person's sex is an immutable biological trait and that it is false to ascribe to a person a pronoun that it does not match that does not match their sex. It's it's just insane. 
And I hope every kid in Florida messes with this system big time and their parents as well. Of course, I know that won't happen because there are so many dumbasses in Florida that keep voting for these people. It's astounding. It really is. Um, so the, the depths of this will uh, continue to follow. Um, but I, I've, I've thought about this. I've reflected a lot just uh, um, personally on my experience. I know there's more books and there's more stuff out there um, representation-wise and so forth. But The books that are getting banned, that are getting taken out of school libraries? I, you know, I saw one of those lists. I've read a lot of those books, and uh-huh. they, were, they were curriculum for me. Um, and I'm just, uh, it's, it's really, really, it's wild to, to feel this sense of controlling, trying to control society and using children in this way. It's, um, it's a real form of a cruel form of exploitation. And I, as a, um, someone who's now, I guess, yes, definitely an adult, um, I, I felt this like crushing sense that the rules when you're a young person, mm-hmm. it's all about containing the young people, uh, your children, you know, having a construct, uh, uh, constructed a world that, you know, they can grow that's safe and, and so forth. And, and there's so much to contain you as a young person. And now as an adult, I'm feeling the exact same thing where everybody for their, for now they're, progeny and the kids yet again it's um everything has to be um filtered through what's okay for kids and like as an adult without them i'm i'm just really down for what is adult anymore in our society why are we coddling ourselves in this way and so so nosy uh about people's lives we purport to not care about enough to protect Exactly. And, you know, it calls to mind when DeSantis was signing uh, the um, Don't Say Gay Bill. Uh, I believe it was that one or some anti. Well, there's so many of them now that uh, I can't even keep track. But basically, uh, the, the whole gist of it was um, let's protect our children. Let's keep our children from being indoctrinated. And what does he do? He signs it in front of a whole bunch of kids, you know, <laughs> which is indoctrinating the kids, just indoctrinating them into your camp instead. Have this discussion with people who support this kind of nonsense. You know, why uh, don't you want kids to know about same-sex parents or uh, or even what was the thing we saw on TV the other night, same-sex turtles or pandas or or just basically, you know. It was uh, Penguins that raised penguins. the penguin. That was the book. Same-sex penguins, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you get bent out of shape over that. Is it okay, though, to have a male and a female? Oh, yeah, that's okay. So that's not indoctrination, but it's only indoctrination when it's same sex. Why is that? And have them expand upon that because then you'll get to the, the, the meat of the matter where they'll say, well, it's not natural. These are sick people. And you know, then you'll find out where the hatred truly is coming from. All right. Get them there. Don't just let them uh, off the hook. They, uh, they need to explain themselves. And this is, uh, this is how you get them to do it. And uh, there, those are stories. I mean, you know, we, we do need, age-appropriate education around um, biology and, and um, you know, growth and, and, and everything that, that uh, young people go through as they become teenagers and, and, and young adults in a functioning society. And they're not going to understand if you just 
say everything is off limits or nothing is appropriate. I mean, I, I thought about the kinds of books I, I was exposed to, um, as a young person early on, and there was nothing about same sex couples or anything like that. And nothing about sex at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so that there is this boogeyman of an idea that people want young people to be like fully aware, um, as soon as they can read is not at all happening. And yet the, the flurry, as you've pointed out is, is this screen, this fog of, of, um, trying to validate, uh, a, 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 misplaced feeling that 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 this is going on at such a young age well, it's i mean there's a distinction um between ed- academic educational materials and then stories and um a lot is being made out of so little republicans will say kyle uh it may not have been like that when you were growing up, but it's like that now. And they're, they're really shoving it down people's throats. And, and even the math books are filled with woke propaganda. That's, a, that's something else, too. Remember that in Florida? They, they, they um, rejected all these math books. Turns out there was really nothing in them at all. <laughs> you know, it was math uh, with an occasional um, uh, reference to um, work with your fellow students or, you know, basically don't be a jerk. Uh, and em- that, Empathize, I think. Empathize. They use the word empathize. As if that's some kind of dirty word. What's wrong with that? Yeah, okay. As as part of this whole math thing, maybe there are some kids who aren't getting in as quickly. So help them out. No, you can't say that even. <laughs> you know? What we have to remember, I think this is vitally important, is that we are all allies in this. No matter what, what group you feel the most strongly about, what group you are a part of, you are allies with everybody who is feeling the effects of this. You know, if, if, um, uh, if not trans people than gay people. If not gay people, then black people. They were all in the firing line here. They were all being affected by these uh, revisionist uh, educational programs, uh, by the hatred that is being spewed out of the mouths of these elected officials. And, and women. I mean, look at the last thing uh, we saw with... Uh, yeah, absolutely. With absolutely. Reproductive rights falling. I mean, the, And that's the, half the population. They are, exactly. They're arresting... They're, they're trying to start, you know outlawing and, and uh, going after um, women seeking the services like we that. We don't have enough time in this hour to go, go over everybody. Uh, but it speaks to the thing of like this, this uh, laughable, uh, 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 like uh, outrageousness isn't that funny when it's, when it's uh, beginning to di- be directed at, at various groups. And they're well, really trying to drum up this hysteria over sex and identity and blaming it on, on, uh, an entire party, I guess. I can point to legislation uh, and laws that target women. I can point to laws and legislation that target people of color. I can point to laws and legislation that target gay people. I can point to laws and legislation that target trans people. Can't really point to much that targets white males. Can anyone? I mean, imagine the outrage. You know, if white males were the ones that were affected by something and nobody else was, <laughs> you know? And you'll see um, uh, examples, quote-unquote examples of this by, by outraged you know, white people who say, I was passed over for a job that some minority person got or somebody who wasn't in this country illegally or nonsense like that. 
you know, you'll see those occasional um, um, complaints. But there is nothing, absolutely nothing that is systemic. And that's why I don't think we can ever truly understand. That's why representation matters, too, both in... uh in our politics uh, uh, proper in the, the legislative and representative areas, but also, um, you know, in, in every part of society, in academia, in the workplace, um, people need to have a sense that there is a lot more in the world than just what is created for you as a safety uh, while, you, while you're growing up. And, and that kind of family indoctrination, that's not everything that everyone believes if you're bubbling over with things you want to tell us uh, our email address otw at 2600.com off the wall is the program wusb is the station please support us all um we gotta keep moving on this dumbass express here um because um we we have to visit nikki haley who was also at cpac um she basically uh, uh is declaring war on wokeness as well uh and um she basically said this, that wokeness is a virus more dangerous than any pandemic. You heard that right. Wokeness is a virus more dangerous than any pandemic. Over a million people died in this country from the pandemic. And people downplaying it. People died from people downplaying it? Yeah, like the president, the former president. Right. Downplaying the significance of it. Oh, yeah, but the, the, the virus is what killed them in the end. Whether, Absolutely. Yeah, and as far as, 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 you know, not taking it seriously enough, sure. But I think a million people died just of it while trying not to get it, you know, and to, to, to trivialize it like this, to compare it to wokeness of all things, my God, how is she not being condemned by everybody left and right? It gets worse. Let's go out to Idaho. I don't know if you heard about this one, Kyle, but basically two Republican Idaho lawmakers last week introduced a bill that would criminalize the administration of mRNA vaccines across the state. You heard that right. State Senators Tammy Nichols, Representative Judy Boyle put forth House Bill 154 in the House Health and Welfare Committee. If passed, the Idaho state code would be amended so that those administering mRNA vaccines to any person or mammal, I don't know what that's all about, uh, within the state would face misdemeanor charges. Oh, that's not bad. That's like a ticket. Seriously, Kyle, it's not funny. This is criminalizing the damn vaccine. (laughs) The vaccine that saved our lives, saved the lives of so many people. They're making it a crime in Idaho. That is dumb. I mean, what? How are there not riots? Well, I know why they're not riots in the street in Idaho, because dumbassery. There's a lot of dumbasses out there that keep voting for these people. The bill states, notwithstanding any other provision of law, a person may not provide or administer a vaccine developed using messenger uh, ribonucleic acid technology for use in an individual or any of the mammal in the state. Again, I don't know why they're including other mammals. Because uh, um, I think it works on mammals. Oh, well, we don't want them to get better, do we? A person don't. who violates this section is guilty of a misdemeanor. Now, the bill doesn't specifically mention COVID-19 vaccines, but um, they certainly are the, um, uh, the, the, the inspiration for this. So if it's so ineffective, why is it such a threat? Why do we have to outlaw it? 
if, uh-huh. if it doesn't work. Good question. If it's such a uh, uh, useless, innocuous, uh, just basically made up thing, why is it so dangerous? Dr. Daniel Griffin is the chief of infectious diseases at Optum Care, which is a network of healthcare providers. Obviously, he doesn't know enough about elected officials. You know, then elected officials in Idaho know about this particular topic that he has spent his life studying. Uh, He says misinformed individuals have gained political power and are currently trying to use their positions to advance agendas that will limit citizens' choices. Again, your government overstepping Republicans. Do you see it now? Yeah, projecting any? (sighs) We're not going to make it through the hour. No, keep chugging. too much dumbassery. No, let's go. Uh, Okay, all right. um, Put some more coals on that. Let's get this (laughs) boiler steaming. (sighs) Well, South Carolina, back in South Carolina... um, they're the latest GOP-led state, uh, led state uh, the latest GOP-led state to propose a bill that would make the punishment for abortion the death penalty. Oh, yeah, we're there, folks. We're there. Are you surprised? That's where this train has been going the whole time. You will die. You will be executed if you have an abortion, according to these people in South Carolina. State Representative Rob Harris introduced the South Carolina Prenatal Equal Protection Act of 2023 last week. It could make getting an abortion the same as committing homicide. What I did the other day is I took the opportunity while the rest of the House was dealing with H3774, Human Life Protection Act, a different bill. They're spending all their time on this. I put the First Amendment on that bill when we were processing it on the floor, and I tried to amend it to basically strike the whole thing and replace it with my bill. I'm liking children less and less by the day. I mean, why why is this uh, the result? of Is this someone who has carries a, a child to term because they don't allow Look, her to seek services. It's not the children. Services. You know it's not the children. It's but these dumb asses. They Those... are scapegoating children to put someone to death. That's right. what you just read. Yeah. Is that not it? But... Is, is this because they seek the services or they they have the baby because they're prevented from seeking the services? The child lives. That's what I'm saying. Like they're obsessing over children. They don't care about the children. But they're but it's the obsession over babies uh-huh. and children being used now, as you said, to to kill someone, to yeah. kill the mother, to kill the mother because she she committed homicide by having an abortion. So that is literally what's going on in South Carolina right now. Now it's 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 not passed. Do you think it will be passed? Right now, I don't think so. But another year. So it's like an eye for an eye. <laughs> kind of thing it's 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 disgusting it's 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 sickness but seriously kyle save your anger for those people that do this you know they they deserve so much anger directed their way so much then you got your marjorie taylor green in georgia yeah she said uh, on sunday she'll be introducing a resolution to declare antifa a terrorist organization today after uh, blaming the group for protest at a police training facility in Atlanta, I saw those protests. It looked like a riot to me. I don't know much about those particular people, what they stand for, where they're from, but looked like a bona fide riot. For some reason, you want to call that terrorism, whatever. I've seen riots before. But Antifa? Antifa's not even a group, you dumbass. And to call them a terrorist while, while excusing everybody who basically stormed the, uh, the Capitol on January 6th? Yeah, that's uh, hypocrisy 101. But um, we do know Antifa is a trigger word for her. 
So by all means, uh, if you find yourself talking to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, make sure you mention that you're a bona fide member of Antifa. Just see what happens. That's a, that's about to be my custom license plate. You know what? You see if you can get that one. I bet I could. All right. Am I not spending enough time in other countries? I, I, I we only have a moment. This is supposed to be about America, but I'm I'm told I should be more fair. Okay. So um, uh, Israel's finance minister uh, Bazali Smotrich has called for the Palestinian village of Harara to be wiped out. Yeah. I, I believe. Um, I don't have the exact quote. Well, well, you just brought the train to a screeching halt Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, Yeah. Erase? I think erase. I think that's what he said. I'm seeing all the reaction to it, but I'm not seeing the actual quote. Uh, So what do we have in common? Yeah, wiped out. No, I I think the the village of uh, Huraro needs to be wiped out. I think the state of Israel should do it. Yet if you say the state of Israel should be wiped out, all of a sudden uh, you are the worst enemy to, to humankind. And, you know, it's certainly not a statement I agree with, the, the wiping out part. But you don't get to get away with saying the same thing about other people that you don't like. Now, this guy still has his job. Why is that? Why is that? It's because Israel is becoming more and more fascist with every passing day. Netanyahu, has he condemned the remarks? No, you know what he did? He thanked him for walking them back. He thanked this idiot for walking the comments back and making clear that his choice of words was inappropriate. And then he went on to attack the Palestinians some more as being the cause of all the problems. You know, a couple of weeks ago, when the story was um, uh, circulating about how there were these Israeli raids on Palestinian villages and all these Palestinians were killed. It didn't take much to realize, hey, you know what, there's going to be some kind of response to that. But when that response finally came and a couple of Israelis were killed, it was like, oh, my God, why did that happen? Who's the dumbass now? Netanyahu's not a dumbass, though. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he does intend to wipe out these people. And he does intend to move closer and closer to fascism. It's telegraphed with everything he says. And fortunately, there are a lot of people in Israel that are pushing back. They need to push back harder. There need to be more of them. And I sure hope they win because, you know, it would be a horrible irony and tragedy for Israel to become a fascist state. It really would be. But they are well on the way. They're reaching for that theocracy ring pretty hard. They'll get it. uh, I hope so. I really do. And I... I, I really, <laughs> believe me, things were so far behind where they needed to be well before this. You know, it's, I don't know, it's not in our lifetimes, but boy, it's uh, its bad. It's bad. And then you have the... Um, the There's leader, a lot of protests I hear about. You have the leader of Tunisia, who's basically uh, spouting racist rhetoric, um, referring to um, migrants as a criminal enterprise hatched at the beginning of this century to change the demographic com- uh, composition of Tunisia. Yeah, he um, basically said the continuous illegal immigration aims to turn Tunisia into only an African country with no belonging to the Arab and Muslim worlds. Well, you're in Africa, dumbass. <sighs> this kind of hatred, though, has um, led to a massive migration. 
of migrants out of that country because they don't feel safe, because they're being attacked, because this is exactly what is happening. <sighs> we don't have time for these other stories, but I just want to say very quickly, uh, this actually happened last year um, where educators in Texas were so bent out of shape having slavery referred to in schools, they wanted to rename it to involuntary relocation. Yeah, don't say slavery. Say involuntary relocation. Don't ever talk to me about how the left tries to change words or change descriptions to um, um, make people more inclusive or to make things fairer. This is the kind of crap that is really dangerous, where you change history. Yeah, like going off to college is being temporarily relocated, but shackles... Definitely slavery, okay? And uh, that was a, a long, strange trip. I know we have very, very little uh, time. We don't have any time. We don't have any time. Uh, we have time enough to say that our email address is otw at 2600.com. The show is off the wall. Uh, sometimes we're in better moods than this, but boy, this week was just, it was a rough week. It was tough. I mean, we didn't even get into uh, Jackson, Mississippi and how they want to appoint all... Um, all white judges and, and, and cops to govern over the 80% uh, uh, black uh, community. Didn't even get to that. And there are some of the other stories too. You know what? And the, the British, the migrant boat law they just came out with. We'll have time That's in future insane. weeks. There'll be plenty of dumbassery ahead, but you know, what's not dumbassery is what's ahead here on WUSB. And that of course is Finn's revolution coming up. So I hope you stay tuned to that. I hope you think about some of the things we talked about. I hope you have, conversations with your friends, relatives, loved ones, even the people you disagree with. Connect, educate, learn, and share knowledge. Because it's our only hope. And of course, be kind. Be kind to everyone. Yeah, within the boundaries of reason. If they deserve <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, no, he's right. All right, we will see you next week. This is WUSB Starnabrook. Good night, everyone. Bye.
Kids, Finn with you right here on Finn's Revolution on WUSB Stony Brook, 90.1 FM, 107.3 FM. I want to announce that I am doing the show in drag as you are listening, so feel confident in that. Tonight, we're going to talk to Sugar Ray Mars, an activist doing some great work in the Lyland City area right now. We're going to be chatting with him. Stay tuned.
Yeah, kids, so my name is Finn. Uh, you are listening to Finn's Revolution. And, of course, I can't argue with uh, The Clash covering Dylan. So thank you, uh, Emmanuel and Kyle, for that uh, that little thing right there. Um